Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Hi, everyone. This is Mackenzie Lintz. I play Nori on Under the Dome, and you're reading the Chester's Mill Gazette. That's indeed what you're doing. Thanks for reading it. This is the latest issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. I'm global warming beat reporter Doug Payton, nearly out of a job. And I'm Ice Master and paper deliverer Karen Lindsay. And in case you don't get that reference... She's named you the official Arendelle Ice Master and Deliverer. What? That's not a thing. Oh, sure it is. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for catching me up. I had forgotten that line. Yep. I love Frozen. And we're cold off the presses with this issue for Season 2, Episode 11, Black Ice. Ooh. Well, here at the masthead, we are published by Golden Spiral Media. GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash dome. That's where you can find all of our episodes and our back issues. If you want to subscribe at iTunes to any Golden Spiral Media podcast, any of them, go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes, and it'll just run iTunes for you and show you all of the podcasts that GSM does. It's really nifty. It is. It's cool. It looks nice, too. Yes, and we are right there. You can uh, you can buy the book Under the Dome or the Season 1 DVDs or pre-order the Season 2 DVDs at Amazon from there as well. And a portion of that, when you buy it through that link, uh, a sliver of that goes to support the podcast. You don't pay any more. It just some of it comes to us. That would be great. You could get frozen, too. <laughs> you At the same time, and we'll get a maybe a slice of that, too. Yes. That's right. Now, there's also a, a link to a, the Patreon site where you can contribute to support this podcast and uh, other Golden Spiral Media productions. That, you know, the file hosting ain't free, folks. <laughs> but uh, depending on your level of Patreonage, you get some nifty bonuses. And I've mentioned that before, but I thought I'd, I'd let you know what some of them are. Uh, for example, a dollar or more a month. Uh, you'll get our sincere gratitude, but you'll get a shout-out on a dedicated Patreon supporter page. Uh, your name, your Twitter ID, website, however you want that to go. If you pledge $5 or more a month, you get all those incentives, plus a shout-out on the podcast of your choice. Uh, Twitter ID, website, you know, whatever you want. And also, a host of your choice. Now, this is cool. We'll record a greeting on your voicemail or home answering machine. How about that? Ooh. That's nifty. Uh, if you do 20 or more, you get all of that, plus uh, a Golden Spiral Media mug or T-shirt. And you will get an invitation to a private podcast once a quarter, just for uh, uh, sub uh, supporting members here. Uh, it'll cover a particular movie or TV pilot voted on by the $20 and $50 Patreons. Cool. And then if you do 50 or more, that's the top level currently, you'll get a GSM mug and a T-shirt. Not or, you get and. And you can also be a guest on the show of your choice. Now, that would be cool. That's awesome. Wow. I don't even have a t-shirt or a mug. No. That's rude. <laughs> I tell you. Who, who would know if we were walking down the street that we podcast for GSM? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. 
For this episode, Black Ice, the writers were Adam Stein and Peter Calloway, and the director was executive producer Jack, not the robot, Bender. <laughs> Kiss my shiny metal. There lights. you go. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get to some of the news right off the bat here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Alrighty, let's hear some... <laughs> that always hurts when that comes across. Yeah, I know. What about the ratings this time around? All right, I have a caveat right off the bat. ABC was preempted in New York and Detroit. I have a beret right off my head. No. <laughs> Do you? Uh, <laughs> now, see, you interrupted me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm good with it. I interrupt you all the time. Um, ABC was preempted in New York and Detroit for local NFL coverage. As a result, ratings for ABC are likely inflated. And the other ones are likely deflated. Correct. So that's kind of good news for us. Kind of. We can explain um, the uh, the drop. Well, it's not a drop. It's actually up. Oh, well. So even better news, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you know, the NFL, you know, I feel like every week there's a caveat. <laughs> the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. And... Why is our rating system like this? I'm not going to get off on a rant, but our rating system is just bad. We need a new way to do this. Yeah, just count the number of viewers, I guess. Yeah, I wish. I wish. We should all have a little chip in our TV <laughs> that says what we watch, right? That would be easy. How's that? Okay. So here's the news from HitFix. And again, it's the same as TV by, by the numbers, but I'm going to give you both just so you know. Hitflix, uh, two-hour block of MasterChef led Fox to a Monday night victory among younger viewers while ABC is celebrating series highs for Bachelor in Paradise, winning the night overall. ABC is trumpeting those Bachelor in Paradise numbers, but also acknowledging that the numbers are fundamentally bunk, with the network no doubt receiving a rather huge boost from the NFL preemptions in New York and Detroit. Indeed, bunk. Yep. In short, don't expect Bachelor in Paradise to remain anywhere near these numbers when final <laughs> live plus same-day figures come in. When it comes to other less inflated numbers after last week's Labor Day-generated low, CBS's Under the Dome bounced back to its regular levels, as did NBC's season finale for Running Wire, Wild for <laughs> Running Wild with Bear Grylls. That is the coolest name Bear Grylls. Of, of, a, uh, of a survivalist kind of guy. That's just perfect. Oh, man. Yeah. Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. 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 I can't remember how to pronounce it. Grylls. Grylls? It's just, it just Grylls, like, you know, you're okay. grilling, but he, but he needs to buy a vowel. Yeah, he does. There's no vowels in that last name. Uh, sometimes why. Sometimes why. Yeah. Is that a thing still? It was a thing when I was in school. A E I O U and sometimes why? Yes. Okay. At least, well, I don't know if they teach you that teach you that now, but uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that I don't know either, but it was a thing when I was in school. Sometimes why? Um, 10 p.m. under the dome closed primetime and first overall with 6.55 million viewers, beating the 5.685 million viewers for <laughs> NBC's American Ninja Warrior final finale. <laughs> Well, at least I'm it's sorry. final. I just I hate American Ninja Warrior so much that I mispronounced <laughs> finale. 
But NBC averaged a 2.0 rating among adults 18 to 49 to beat the 1.4 key demo rating for CBS. ABC's Shark Tank repeat averaged 3.64 million viewers and a 0.9 key demo rating. So we beat the number of viewers, but in the magic demo, yeah. We did not. We didn't correct. quite, you know. Although it was the, the finale of American Ninja Warrior. And so, yeah, that, that's so we had two things going against us. We had, you know, uh, NFL coverage in two major markets. And then we also had a, uh, a series or season finale. finale for something. Yeah, correct. And by the way, I, I mentioned this before we started recording to Doug because I said it was the finale. And he said, well, at least it won't be on next week. And I went, uh, 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 yes, it will. And it's not a repeat. <laughs> yep. It's some special thing that I didn't even look at twice because I was so disgusted. <laughs> so uh, here's TV by the numbers. On CBS, under the dome, scored a 1.4, up two tenths from last week's series, low 1. All right. So we went up even with the NFL. Correct. 10 p.m., CBS under the dome, 1.4, with 6.62 million. ABC Shark Tank repeat with a 0 0.8 with 3.16 million. And NBC's ANW, which <laughs> went from 9 to 11 p.m., got a 1.8 with a 5.29. And that's the other thing, too, is that a two-hour thing uh, keeps yeah. the view, it tends to keep viewers. Correct. Yeah, it, uh, it retains viewers. So I'm retaining viewers. Okay. <laughs> yes. They need to see someone about that. That's right. <laughs> you can take a pill for that. Okay, so let's get into the uh, episode discussion. And our headline this week, Circumnavigating Circumference Causes Cold and Consternation. Dum -dum. I'm really, really digging at the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> circumnavigating Circumference. <laughs> hey, come on. Isn't, I, I couldn't think of a, 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 a C word for a Wait, dome. How about... Contracting circumference contracting. causes cold and consternation. Yeah. Contracting. Because it was contracting, right? At, at the end. Yeah, well. And I wonder about that, too, but I'll get to that when, when we, we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk later. about that. Okay, I gave this particular episode a rating of seven petroleum jelly candles. I thought it was, uh, it was okay. It was a little contrived, but uh, uh, it, it kind of... It really didn't move the plot too too much farther along, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, some interesting character moments with uh, Barbie and Julia. Uh, some issues with the, the new uh, Rennie family as it's now uh, put together. Uh, but otherwise, it really didn't uh, go anywhere. I knew mean, we took a, took a whole week to get... Uh, I didn't realize Lyle could hold his breath that long. Um, yeah, right. To get him back. So anyway, so what do you yeah. think? I also gave it a seven, and I give it seven sticky fingers. Uh, for making the petroleum jelly candles? <laughs> no, from from Joe. Oh, from Joe, yes. And okay. the dome. <laughs> he couldn't get his hand off. He's having trouble with that hand this season. First, the nail went through it. And it's remarkably uh, fine now. Healed, yeah. yes. And then he stuck it to the dome, and it got stuck, and they had to... You know, doesn't he know not to stick things to really no. cold things? no. Yeah, you really should I'm know that. I'm just glad he didn't touch his tongue to it. Right, that would be bad. Ugh. Yeah. Maybe he saw a Christmas story. He knows not to do <laughs> and that. he knows better, yes. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought it kind of stalled this week. Mm -hmm. It didn't move 
very quickly. And with there only being a couple more episodes, I really want it to move. Yeah, well, at I, this point, I am glad though that early on they moved it a little more. Uh, yeah. Early on. Yeah. So they may, you know, they can get a little uh, a slowdown about this point. But you just said, like you said, two episodes left. We got we got a lot of stuff that has to that has exactly. to happen. I would think. And I think maybe the dome contracting could have come in the middle of the episode, and oh. then it. It would have moved a little better for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like they kind of stretched out the cold part. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, maybe we saw some scrambling afterwards and, you know, it would have ended with, oh, my God, why is it, you know, that sort of thing. So I, did, I felt like the, it, they were doing that stretch, stretch it out, stretch it out, <laughs> come on. You know, so it was good, though. Good, not great. I did. I liked the stuff in ambulance with Barbie and Julia. Um, I just it reminded me of a Grey's Anatomy episode where um, people are stuck together with a pole going through them. Oh yes, yes, yes. I, I actually I, I didn't really watch Grey's Anatomy much at all, but I, I remember tuning in one time and seeing that uh, that particular that uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to decide which one lives and which one dies. Oh, yeah. Um, based on, you know, what parts of their body it goes through. And um, they end up having a bond, the two people, even though they didn't know each other mm -hmm. before. And um, it it wasn't the same, obviously. But, um, you know, the, them bonding and even more together and them coming up with a solution for her leg and deciding, you know, hey, I'm not going to leave you in the end was it just kind of reminded me of that situation. All so, right. I liked it. That part. And we get some Melanie, bonding in this one as well. Yes. Melanie kind of bugged me. <laughs> but otherwise. Well, let's let's start in here. And I kind of. We had, uh, is, there's usually a little more, not usually, but sometimes there's a little more definitive line between storylines. And there were a couple in this one, but also uh, some things kind of uh, overlap. So I'm going to start with Melanie and the egg and uh, how the Rennies and you know, dealing with that and, and dealing with Pauline coming back. So this is uh, Melanie and the egg. Now, it was interesting. The egg had turned kind of white before mm -hmm. Big Jim knocked it over the uh, cliff there. It's still kind of white when it shows up in Zenith and is, you know, jumping around like a Mexican jumping egg. It did look like that, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the egg arrives in Zenith and they got this guy in full, um, you know, CDC Ebola, you know, get up yeah. here yeah. and trying to pick up the egg, but it's not letting him. You can't touch this. No, you can't. Not I'm even with Not even with tongs. Nope. But uh, but that's all we got of that. Um, I'm, and, and they leave that kind of in the background because Melanie, you know, is supposedly reacting to that. It would be it would have been nice to at least seen something about what was going on, you know, back in Zenith. What are they doing that is doing this to her? Maybe that's the whole that adds a bit of drama to what's uh, happening in Chester's Mill. So would that be MC Tong? <laughs> you can't you can't you can't Tong this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, now, now, yeah I, I thought that was overkill with the suits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't there people in and the And they're park? all standing, yeah, so other people all standing around it. It's like, you know. Yeah. No one's getting 
zapped. But with the anything. one guy is in his uh, whatever. He's in his uh, white suit there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, Pauline and Melanie finally meet, and that's you know that, that's kind of a uh, a meeting that we've been waiting to see because uh, you know of the fact that they were you know the f- part of the four hands, the original ones, and. Uh, and, and Pauline was around when, you know, Melanie, of course, got, uh, got killed in the, in the crater there. Mm-hmm. The one See, line. See, that's the part that bugged me. Oh, yeah? I didn't buy that they had been friends. Oh. The way they were talking to each other. It just, it didn't ring true to me at all. Because, yeah, Melanie does say, my best friend uh, left me for dead. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that, I, I thought for a second there that she was, um, like she was insinuating that she hadn't really forgiven her, you know. Right. But she does, I guess, at that point. But it, yeah, yeah it, it, just, seemed... it didn't ring super true. I, you know, they're both good actresses, and I haven't seen anything so far this season with either of them in it where I didn't buy it until this point where they're together and talking, and I thought these actresses are better than this scene, hmm. and I just. Uh, it just seemed cold and flat to me. So I guess that's why it, she was irritating me. No, oh, okay. So. And, and Pauline goes on to talk about the fact that she tried to live a normal life afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were just like, she said they were, she was running from what they did, what, you know, either t- they stayed in Chester's Mill, so just running from the uh, uh, ignoring it or, you know, the, the thing that they did uh, in pushing her however, accidentally into the uh, crater. Right. But she said something about she was going to finish the job. Pauline said that. And we didn't get a, I, I didn't get a feel for what she meant by that. What is she, what, what job does she need to finish? The egg? The dome? And do what with it, you know? That's yeah, I don't know. Again, it's another, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. And we're a- never going to get a super resolution to that. Um, I mean, something's going to happen with her that she does, but it's never going to really tie back to that sentence 100%, I feel like. Mm, that would be you know, nice. I, well, yeah, but the way she said that, it's so nebulous that anything could tie back to it. It's just never going to tie back 100%. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just, it could be anything. It yeah. could be atoning for pushing her into the thing. Oh, that's true. It could that's be, true. you know what I mean. It could be anything. Well, and I wonder if if Melanie, uh, kind of understood what she meant. Perhaps uh, it just wasn't said, but uh, that they both. I, I'm wondering if Pauline had some feeling that she needed to protect it as well. I don't know. Melanie seemed to be the one that was really, um, really drawn to it. Right. But, you know, so what, what job is this? Well, we'll right. see. Yeah. Um, maybe they do, but it's just the way she said it, I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me what she means, and it could really mean anything. So is that bad writing or, you know, I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. Maybe they'll fill it in, maybe, but they don't have to. So... You know, are they leaving it open like that on purpose? I, you know, when you talk about, when a character talks about finishing the job, it seems to me like that's got to be, that's got to refer to something specific that the writers have to come back to that. I can't imagine that. Well, they, they, they don't have to. Well, 
I think they you know have what I to. mean. Well, Personally, yeah. yes. I think they have to too. I feel like they have to, but they in real life don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm just saying they leave it really wide open. Yeah. Um. So if they do come back to it and tie it directly back to that going to finish the job, like if they come back and she and Melanie have a talk and said, at least we finished that, you know. I'll say, you know, hey, I was wrong. They tied that up. I will admit to it 100%. We'll so. hold you to that. Yes. Yep. Uh, and I will admit to it. I'm I'm good with it. Well, Hunter comes in from the cold. He's not looking so hot. Was it were his hands just cold or almost frostbitten? I thought for a second there. Well, there are levels of frostbite. Oh, that's true. And that's true. I I think they were maybe very very low on the frostbite scale, hmm. but they were kind of bluish. Yes. So, yeah. He comes in wondering about the egg. You know, he, we, and I think this was a, a setup to get us to not trust him mm -hmm. early on. He's yeah. talking about the egg. He's wondering about it. Mel has a seizure. They're, they're, uh, they're thinking that it has some, uh, relationship to what's happening to the egg back in Zenith. And then we find out that indeed Hunter is working for Don Barbara, or that's the that's the impression they want to leave us with, right. based on Joe's you know ransacking his uh, his backpack there. And you know they set that whole thing up two weeks ago when he came back with them, yeah. where Joe wasn't trusting him already. Yeah. So they true. were they were already alluding to the fact that he might not be laying those seeds, planting those right. seeds. Yeah. Right. But I'm glad. I'm kind of glad that he was on their side, kind of. No, I um, think I think it was a it, it, it was a good little point of drama there. You know, um, Hunter gets that uh, little time with Nori where he's you know finding out about the fact that only certain people can touch the egg and that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. Like he's, I, I think the impression was you you were supposed to think that he's trying to pull that information out of her but i think what he's doing as we find out later that he really is trying to help them mm -hmm. but he's feeding enough uh enough information well s some information but not enough right to the outside world. and he's feeding information to them that will help yes. the people inside the dome too so yeah i think he is i think he's fascinated or at least he was when he was on the outside, fascinated with the people inside the dome. Mm -hmm. um, he was kind of a fanboy. Well, remember? he was the 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 head of the uh, that website, the Hounds of Diana. Yeah, right. And I think he wanted them to get out. Um, and even if it was kind of looking for fame a little bit, you know, hey, if I can help them get out, I can get the exclusive. Right, something like that, and. I think now he's gotten to know them, even if some of it was getting to know them as a fan from the outside. Yes, yes. But now that he's met them, he can see that they're human and that they're in peril. And and what sort of things, you know, can go wrong uh, inside right. the dome there. Right. And now he's kind of stuck there. So it's kind of like I, I looked at it as kind of like somebody who is you know, read a comic book or watched a TV show or watched a movie and is now in the movie mm -hmm. or the TV or the comic book. The thing he's been reading, looking at and reading about and all that stuff, now he is part of it. You know, it's like, right. ooh, 
And, uh, you know, so he gets that opportunity, but it's not everything it's cracked up to be, so to right. speak. But they're the people that he has grown to be fond of. So, of course, he wants to help them. Yeah. Um, not the person who set, sent him inside the comic book or the TV show or whatever. Um, so he's feeding them just enough information to make it look like he's still working with them. But he's also feeding them information that will... Help Melanie? Yeah, and hey, help... Help everybody whatever. in general, yeah. Right, right. I, I'm guessing he thinks that will help everybody for them to stop messing around with the egg. So, And then after we see that, and uh, the folks leave from the outside there, and they're... You know, Hunter has to proclaim his innocence and prove it. And, you know, after Nori gets uh, rather peeved at him, the dome starts screaming. Mm. It stops its little spinning that was bringing the cold air down. But mm -hmm. when it when they said that the dome was shrinking, I was thinking maybe it's sinking. You know, if the mm. if the if the dome shrinks, you could you would you'd see the, you know, the dirt pull away. But also if it went if it was going down. Yeah, it looks uh, the same thing. It, would, it looked the same way. Now, either way, you've got some physics issues. You know, either, you know, where's the mass of the dome going if it's actually shrinking? Right. Uh, if it's going down, where, what's it, you know, there's dirt and bedrock, whatever, below it. How, you know, how is it pushing that down? I don't know. But right. either way. Um, it's magic, Doug. It's the suspension of disbelief. Yes, thank right. you. But, well, shrinking would be, shrinking would be more believable. Hmm. Than sinking. Yes, I think I, I think from given the two, yeah. Yeah, although the ground would be coming up if it was shrinking, right? It well, the ground around the edges was you know, getting pulled up, but that's true. But the, the whole thing would be coming up. Yeah, and if it's shrinking, then it would also have to be sinking as well, because whatever it's sitting on, it's not going to shrink in midair above the dirt that it hit, that it was outside of the sphere below it it would have to be tilting or something anyway well no i could see it it would be bringing things up but it would also be tilting in the hole hmm that yes that's true that might uh if it's if it's displacing a round area then it might but see yeah, it's not yeah. going to do that it's just gonna... it's going to stay nice and flat. Right. yes all righty we're talking about real physics that's right it's <laughs> just a tv show you guys, by the way, before we started recording, Doug and I were having a really great conversation about like nerd stuff. So <laughs> we're kind of still in that mindset. I still bet. in that mode. <laughs> yeah. Geeking out over old stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, the B story really is kind of a, the, the, what's going on in the high school and keeping the heat as best they can and the, the generator and all that. So let me... Can I make an observation? You may. Every week that they tell Rebecca to tell everyone to go to the high school that, you know, oh, the clinic is closed because of whatever. Let's all go to the high school. Do you know what I think in my head? Hmm. They tore down the clinic set last season. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it just can't go there right now. Yeah. Right. Then And... Barbie and uh, Julie never made it there. That's true. Right. So they they made they built this really expensive high school set and they don't have the money to build the clinic set again. 
All right, we just got to stick with what we so, got. Yeah, it I'm was, assuming that's what it is. It was interesting that this rotating dome would bring down the cold air. I, I guess I can see that. Um, if it was sticking kind of to the dome and the dome was rotating. Well, creating a creating a current enough. there. Yeah, creating an air current would have to yeah. do it a little a little faster. It was going pretty fast. Hmm. Well, his hand, when he put his hand on there, oh, it was yeah, moving pretty yeah. fast. That dome that's, is big. That was That's that's true. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh surface area on that and so that yeah, I can see kind of how that would happen. I think Al Gore had, has a a great idea how to get stop global warming now. Just make this big dome Just around move. all the major major cities, yeah. yeah. Right. And move it really fast. And yeah, there you are. Yeah. Uh, and have but, us all put our hands on it. No, 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 no. Don't don't <laughs> Don't stick your tongue on the frozen Tons? dome. Okay, no. no. Okay. All right. Um, I I like the idea that you know Pauline. Oh, wait. Well, go ahead. Al Gore created the internet, right? Ah, he should be able to get the Wi-Fi going again. Is he going to block us? Yeah, you know, I I don't know if we want to make uh, you know, make these domes, uh, you know. The uh, you know block all the Wi-Fi. That wouldn't be that. Uh, that wouldn't be very good that at is all. the connection. Ah, under the dome, the egg was made by Al Gore. <laughs> I'm predicting it right now. Already, we got you on uh, on the record. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> Why did I interrupt with that? No, fine. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, uh, Jim was trying to you know help out. He's trying. He's still trying to be the loving husband. I think. You know, the loving, but, you know, admittedly misinformed, but secretly he thinks he's always right, husband. Yeah, but is that is some of that the savior thing? Yes, I think so. You know, trying to get Pauline out from under the dome and yeah. uh, you get the, want to go back into the uh, the, the cave there. But uh, Julian Barbie, in a rather peeved uh, moment rather there, just like, look, buddy, Phil's down there with a, uh, you know, a stalagmite through his chest. So, yeah, you're not getting out. Trust me. Thank you for using the correct term. I, I work on that. Okay, good. Because stalactite is on the top because it has a T in it. That's right. And the stalagmite. That's how I learned it. But actually, if you really think about it, it's not a stalagmite because it's just a piece of rock that fell from the ceiling and is sitting on Shush. the ground. It wasn't actually created by the dripping. Shush. The... Okay, anyway. It's on the bottom. Thank you. It's a stalagmite. <laughs> we lost a couple of people in the earthquake. Yeah. So we'll, we'll catch them at the obituaries. Yep. So so it wasn't without its uh its uh, uh Yeah. Uh, we had a body count this yes, week. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And and I I liked how and you know, usually people who do this don't live long, but Pauline calls out Jim's uh narcissism. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you you do what you want, you do what you think is right, and never mind what anybody else thinks. Yeah, but it's Pauline. And she can do that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And she and she admits she told him what he wanted to hear, you know, all those years. She, she, fine, yeah. whatever. And you know, I'm just gonna bide my time until I can get out of here. Well, her time away maybe showed her that she needs to stand up for herself. And I think because she's back, and Big Jim realizes that maybe she maybe he wants her back, that that allows her to say that. I don't know. She's, I'm well, just. I can see, yeah, where she might have a, a special. Uh, uh, relationship there so that uh, he's not quite as he's trying to remake that relationship he didn't right. care about he didn't try to remake a relationship with Dodie 
or, right. you know, uh, the Reverend Coggins or anybody like that. But here, this is a little different. He's willing to put up with a little more. At least now. Yes. Let's see what happens yeah. if she Tomorrow, goes who knows? a little further. Yeah. If she says a little bit more, who knows? But <laughs> right now, yeah. And then uh, I'm he, glad she calls him out, though. Yes, yes. And so what does he do? Well, he he can't win her over, so he tries to talk to Junior to talk to Mom to get him mm-hmm. get her to listen. It's like, and uh, uh, Junior's uh, speaking of Frozen, he's giving him the cold shoulder there. Yeah. And and finally says, "Hey, buddy, I knew she was alive a week ago." I and mean, he he's says, rubbing it in. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Sorry. We're, we're going to be sued by Disney. <laughs> I didn't sing enough bars to be sued by Disney. Um, I don't know why Big Jim thinks that Junior is going to be his advocate at this point. I don't get it. Really. We, I, we, you, we've had Junior, you know, going back and forth. You know, yeah, he's but still. On his side, against him, with him, against him, all that kind When's of stuff. When's the last time he's been on his dad's side? Uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago. He was giving him, he he brought him down to the uh, cliff. Here's how you get back to Zenith, you know, telling him all about that, you know. So that was just a couple of, you know, two years ago. I guess, but I don't think he's going to side with him over his mom. But, you know, whatever. That's that's true, yeah. Big Jim may be diluted still in that case. Mm -hmm. Not diluted, as in watered down, diluted as in. The water would be ice anyway yeah <laughs> that's right it was two degrees outside in this episode i noted was that uh celsius that's what or Rebecca fahrenheit said. yeah i'm guessing fahrenheit i'm guessing too yes yeah. they're not that close to the canadian border i guess no no well we lost they are uh, very close yeah. actually but i'm guessing they still use fahrenheit we lost tom. now tom again is our pig farmer Mm-hmm. And he lo- he's been losing all kinds of stuff. He lost all his pigs, and now he's lost his wife. She, you know. know, he fell asleep. She uh, was not doing so well. She finally, uh, uh, had, you know, dies from the cold. I mean, man alive! So it gives Terrible. us a gives us a sense of you know what this this danger is that they're up against right now. It isn't just a matter of oh, just huddle all together and well, I'll be fine. Yeah. I feel awful for Tom. He has been the he's taken the brunt of a lot of punishment in this uh, season. If he shows up with a red shirt on next week, stand back. Yeah. Something bad's going down. <laughs> so the generator dies. So there's yep. another casualty. And yep. uh and Jim goes <laughs> Jim goes running off for fuel and he takes the Prius um which of course, you know, if you know runs it's an electric car, but I, uh, I I'm guessing that it's got to be charged somehow, and it's got to be charged with a gasoline generator. Well, so it depends on how they long. They didn't. They mentioned that they siphoned all the gas into her Prius. Oh, okay. The gas that they had. Um, so yeah, it, it has to be charged, but it also needs a little gas. So they put the gas from the cars around into the Prius. So this is the one uh, bit of transportation they have. Right. And by the way, they said Prius about five times, so hello, product oh, placement. Yes, well, and, and, and one time, I think either they he closed the door or shut the, the the trunk and something like that, and you see the logo right there. Yes. Sit yes. there for a second and move on. When you he know? puts the gas in the back Oh, end. yes, there yes. you go, yes. Mm-hmm. That's right, Microsoft. Product placement. And now Prius is. Yes. Um, Priuses, pri- <laughs> is that is that the? That's the Latin. 
version the for the uh, for the uh, the pre-i the plural <laughs> pre-i maximus <laughs> but or uh, pre-i minimus the minimus because it's a smaller car yeah yeah it is big jim on his quest for you know big jim and the quest for the fuel it's it's, it's the next harry potter flick um yeah. finds lyle now I had a question. Is this the same lake? I'm assuming it was. There's only one really big lake yeah, under the dome. I'm guessing. So, yeah, it has to be the same one. But Lyle shows up a day later talking about, you two know. Two days later? Um, oh, I it could be. could be. Two days yeah, later. He can hold his breath a long time. The, now, see, I want to talk about that, too. Go ahead. At some point. Well, I think it's, I think his time was crunched. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I think they all had a vision, and maybe his vision caused his time to get crunched. I got and so or spread he, out, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all so, those things he was talking about, my guess was he was, that's what uh, the white smoke monster. Vision. Yeah. Right. And so he came up, and it felt like seconds to him, but it was two days to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, that's my theory, because I doubt that he was holding his breath for two days. <laughs> You don't think so? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think what he was ranting about was whatever he saw. Well, so then the question is, what does... Do you have, have any ideas? And, and listeners, readers, you have a, a chance to weigh in here. What do flames a thousand feet high and the end is near? You know, I mean, we all know that Lyle's had this end of the world, you know, vibe going on for a long time now. But he's now, you know, he sees these flames burning a thousand feet high. What's... What is that? What do you think that was? We've seen the visions that Pauline had of the crater back in the day. We saw the vision that Sam had of a young, uh, a young junior when he thought his mom had died and all that stuff. So, what did Lyle see? What's what's going on here? I, I really have no idea. Unless there's, I don't know. Something going to burn the dome? I, I can't well, imagine that. There's been a theme throughout, and we've kind of left it behind, but they. They brought it back up a little bit when Big Jim went out to get fuel. And it's the whole propane thing. And I know we're probably out of that propane, mm-hmm. but they might have been reminding us about gas oh. in this one. And if the dome is contracting, something's going to happen to whatever is underground. Could that cause a fire? Potentially, the other thing too is is that the, if the dome is actually contracting, it's the air. It's you know a fixed amount All of air. air it's getting smaller, yeah. and so it's being compressed, and and pressure pressurized air gets warmer. Yeah, that's true. So maybe do things the, do start burning. The barometer is going up. Yes. Oh, that's true. That's I was, pressure. I just thought that was the you know she's saying that that the. The cold has finally broken, but that's true. The, pr- no, the pressure, pressure would go up if the dome got smaller, yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're talking about fuel and pressure and all this stuff, so there could be explosions. You know, are they alluding to fires? And, you know, are they trying to point us in that direction? Yeah. I don't know. So I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Just, just a thought. Mm-hmm. And Jim saves the day once again. Uh, you know, bringing Lyle back, the fuel back, and uh, uh, 
you know, claiming that everything he's done, claiming to Pauline, everything he's done, he's done for my family. Well, mm. yeah. That's well, a, if he counts himself as his family, he sure. is. He's part of his own family. That's yeah. right. So <laughs> I'm guessing so, that's so. Once said. again, we have a, a reason. And at least this does give a reason. You know, we've talked in the past about how townsfolks have been against Jim and for Jim. And well, you know, he does manage to come through again in this situation. He's done before. Brings enough fuel for overnight till you know till the dawn uh, uh, breaks and we don't have uh, the cold anymore. Okay, I could see them being on his side after tonight, mm-hmm. after this thing. But being on his side before now, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. But yeah, I I get him coming through now. I I don't know. I just he's doing a good job. Big Jim in, in the eyes of many people. There, yes. Ugh. Oh, well, let me Andrea. see. Andrea. I'm so mad at Andrea. <laughs> Get your head on straight. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, we'll, we'll deal with that. We haven't seen Andrea in a while. One week. Oh, really? That's right. We did see her last week. She or was the in week last before. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, or the week before, whatever. The last time they were in Sweetbriar or whatever. The Sweetbriar. Yeah. Um, The other story was kind of a big deal. It was uh, basically Barbie and Julia... In the ambulance. And I felt a little vindicated back in, I believe it was February of this year. I live in Atlanta. And we had a bit of an ice storm down here. And the whole country was laughing at us because, oh, you know, you have an eighth of an inch of snow and you freak out. Well, what they, what a lot of people didn't realize was we had an eighth of an inch of ice as well on every road in the whole metro Atlanta area. <laughs> and yeah. I was telling uh, Karen before we got on that, uh, you know, I, I learned, not, I live in Atlanta, but I learned to drive in Cleveland in January. And so, you know, I know how to, I know how to drive on ice and to make sure that you don't do the, you know, the dumb things and go too fast or, or too slow trying to go up a, a little hill there. And I saw lots of people, you know, off on the sides of the road, and you know, I understand that. But yeah, see, it's ice, and you know, this is this is Maine, so allegedly people up there know how to drive in this, and there's hardly any snow on the ground. It's blowing around mostly, and riding something as heavy as an ambulance, Barbie still manages to roll the thing over. So I feel I feel good. It's the ice. It's the ice. And I completely agree with you. I did not laugh at Atlanta, um, by the way, because I know. First of all, Atlanta got snow, and then Atlanta probably heated up just enough to melt that snow, and then it got snow again. So it mel- it melted the snow, and then it froze that snow before it could dissipate mm-hmm. and put a little layer of snow on top of it. So you guys saw what looked like snow, but it was really ice with snow on top of it. Yeah. And yeah. that is the most dangerous because you're lulled into that, hey, it's snow, I can drive on that. I can see the blacktop, you know, through this right. you know, miniature ice sheet, you know. that's Right. Yeah. And people don't understand that you you don't go slow. on. I mean, you don't speed, but yeah. you don't go super slow either because then you'll just skid all out of control. The, 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 the lightest little rise will, you know, you've got to keep a good, you know, Right. A, a good speed and a keep going up. Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Get too slow and off you go. And, and you don't so, just break all the time and you turn into the skid and all that. I mean, you have <laughs> to know how to do things. 
Here so, on Chester's Mill Gazette, this is the driving course section. Uh, well, there. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked like he knew what to do, but he wasn't expecting, you know, yeah. a, a black a patch of black ice, especially when it wasn't. It was summer. You know? Well, yeah, that's that that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he flips the uh, the ambulance on its side. Something. I mean, it's a heavier than a normal car, too. And it was still uh, quite susceptible to it. And off he goes. And uh, sure. poor little Julia gets a. A bar Ouch. through the leg. Yikes. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, just looking at that wasn't, uh, wasn't yeah, very... Yeah, I wasn't happy with that at all. But that brings us to... And now, the Barbie of the Week. You thought I forgot about it, did you? It's been a long no, time here. Yeah. Late, late in the <laughs> Late in the episode. <laughs> Ambulance driver Barbie comes with a slippery road and poor driving judgment. <laughs> Petroleum jelly candles come in the choice of five different colors. This has been the Barbie of the Week. We had a bunch of Barbies of the Week, and I'm going to catch them later in the uh, feedback section. Thanks for, for giving us all those ideas. I, I kind of, you know, pull a few things from here and there. and um, But that is, those are really good. I think maybe um, you could buy a little kit also to go with that. that it had like a first aid kit. Where you could like get gauze and stuff ah. to put put on your girlfriend's leg in case go. that she is impaled. Yes, right. <laughs> so much <laughs> stuff to impale oneself in behind in the back of the uh, ambulance. Exactly. Maybe you know he's dating Skipper because <laughs> she has red hair. Oh, right? oh, oh, oh! I had Does forgotten it, that. I think Skipper has red. Alrighty. And she's feisty. Well, the okay. ambulance runs out of gas. He makes the wonderful petroleum <sighs> jelly candle, body heat working here. And one of the things that Julia notices, and this is one of the Barbies of the week that uh, one of the features that uh, somebody uh, had mentioned, is that he seems to be just, I don't know, losing hope, just not not really fighting so hard anymore. I mean, he's trying to keep Julia alive, clearly. Yeah. But he just seems like, you know, he's he's getting very discouraged. I think that's what I'm trying to say. He's really yeah. getting very discouraged. Yeah. And, you know, a, a door closes and then Barbie's not hopeful that another one's going to open. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And sure. And to actually to to um, reinforce that point, you know, they're lying there. They're finally set. He's waiting for her to go into hyperthermia. Hypothermia, so that uh, you know it can pull the uh, the bar out while she's not going to feel it and the blood's not flowing as much. <laughs> the the window from the cold cracks and shatters. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So a door closed and a window. Opened. And a window opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not great. Yeah. Sometimes that's the you know, there's a you know when the Lord closes a door he opens a window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this case that that wasn't working so well. No. no. The Lord needed to keep everything shut. Shut it down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Julia seems to be, you know, going into a coma or just slipping away a little bit. He gets the bar out, realizes that she's kind of in that state where he could uh, probably do that. Gets her to the old sweet briar and uh, gives her the CPR. Now, you mentioned earlier that she, this is the second time he's CPR'd her back to life. Yep. The bullet, when he, he saved her from the bullet wound that... Uh, What's her name? The bad chick. Maxine. Maxine shot her. Um, and then this is the second time. So he saved her life twice now. He's been busy. Yep. She's going to have Stockholm Syndrome. 
I think she already does. No, no, no. Stockholm syndrome is, is when you um, when you're being held captive, held captive by someone. Yes, right. Hello, they're in a dome. But she's not going to have. She's not going to suddenly like the dome. Well, because it's the one keeping captive her captive. With him, though. Um, okay, whatever. <laughs> Hero, what is it? Hero worship. Oh, okay. There you go. There you okay, go. Okay, that one. I can go with that. Yeah. That one then. Is that why she's in love with him? Because uh, he keeps saving her life. I don't know. He's uh, he's good at that. Maybe that's why she loves the egg so much. Stockholm syndrome. Oh, the eggs keeping her <laughs> captive. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? We have okay. we actually had some actual obituaries this week. We have some uh, unfortunate deaths. I'm taking my hat off. Okay, I I'm not wearing one. I, I would take my headphones off, but I wouldn't be able to hear you. I'm not wearing headphones or a hat. Oh, but wow. I'm figuratively doing it. Okay. I'm wearing earbuds. Oh. So. We had... I don't, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> we had two nameless Chester's Mill residents die in the earthquake. We didn't find out who they are, but uh, I'm sure there are people who loved them. And we'll John Doe, them. Jane Doe. There you go. I don't, and whether their brother and sister were married, I don't know. Yep, just the does. Just the does. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Tom's wife died of the cold. Yep. And that was, you know, I we, I don't know if he actually mentioned her name. I would think he would have, but I, I didn't. I don't I didn't remember. Anyway, yeah. so we're sorry to see her go. And then, of course, the uh, generator died. Mm-hmm. So uh, we uh, we did manage to keep it alive overnight, but it finally gave up the ghost in the morning. Did- <laughs> Gave up the ghost. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. There we go. I see what you did there. And that was completely unintentional. Thank you. Was it? Yes. Okay. See, I was just going to make a, a joke about that because we used the Pac-Man sound, but perhaps <laughs> it ran into a ghost. But that was very good. I liked it. Thank you. Hang on. <laughs> I meant to do that. Yes. Okay, good. And, of course, from the missing person's file, we can take Lyle's name out of that list because he finally came up for air. Right. Although his brain may be missing a little bit. Well, he's certainly been uh, scared by whatever he saw. Mm-hmm. And there may be some fingerprints missing off of Joe's hand. <laughs> oh, that could come in handy, yes. Oh, groans. Oh. <laughs> handy. No, that, that was completely unintentional. That's bad. <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm 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 just full of them tonight. I You're can't very punny. Out. Yes, thank you. Very punny. Alrighty. Now, as I mentioned before, we're gonna get into the uh, let's say let's do this officially. Let's get into the listener feedback stuff. The letters to the editor. to start out with these Sorry wonderful along there. oh that's good it's, it's a catchy tune <laughs> i want to thank daryl darnell for scrounging that up for us uh we had some wonderful barbies of the week and we had so many of them i'm gonna have to do this again and now the barbie of the week Alrighty, we had uh linda b her twitter handle is linda is lost and i have a feeling that has more to do with the tv show lost <laughs> <laughs> And her Barbie of the week was the Barbie ambulance comes with open air ambiance and objects suitable for impaling. Nice. 
I love it. Um, Wayne Henderson of... Wait, huh? you said it wrong. Oh, sir, Wayne Henderson of Thank the you. Under the Dome radio podcast. And he is at Wayne Henderson. At Wayne Henderson, just like it sounds. Mm -hmm. uh, he had frozen otter pop Barbie, hope not included. Now I, I had to look it up. I had to look it up because I didn't know what an otter pop was. And oh, I, they're so good! Oh well, I've I've seen them before. I've seen all different brands of them. So I guess this mm -hmm. it, maybe it's a regional thing because I know Wayne's out on the West Coast. Yeah. So I used to get them on the West Coast. Oh, okay, all right. So this yeah. is a I've, otter pop. I didn't quite get that, but I've seen when I was growing up, same thing. You know, the, these little long tubes of uh, liquid that you put in the freezer and then you cut the tops off and you suck it's them out. Kool -Aid. It's yeah. Kool Aid. It's just Kool Aid. Yeah. That's <laughs> So, Otter Pop Barbie, hope not included. Yeah, yeah. Running out of uh, running out of hope there. Then, and Sir Sir Troy Heinrichs. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Uh, also from the he's the other host of the Under the Dome Radio podcast at Troy Heinrichs. He suggested disgruntled Barbie with full facial feature set. Empathy not included. Ooh, ouch! I thought he was. Being empathetic, he was empathetic, not yeah. so hopeful, but yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And maybe not hopeful, but yeah. And then Corey Metcalf at Corey Metcalf, and he's from the uh, Triple Cast. We'll hear from him a little bit later. No, we won't. Shush. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, keep up he, the. He, he, come on. All right. Keep up okay. The theater. Thank you. <laughs> I see what you did there. Never let go, Barbie. Stays with you till the frozen end. This has been the Barbie of the Week. Oh, I had to do that. That's good. That's good. Thank you so much. Yeah, those are all great. We've got two more weeks of this, so get your Barbies of the Week in. You know, Twitter Please, feedback. They're so great. These are these are fantastic. You guys do such a great job with them. Alrighty, we have uh, all bunch of stuff here from uh, so some many. different folks, and uh, I'm gonna let you start with this first one here. We got an email. Yes, a new listener feedback. A new um, listener giving feedback. That's right, both. A new listener, new feedback, and a new position. It's actually, we have a classified ad this week. Ah, yes. From Andrew R., and he is in Montreal. Which I said, think, I think, is this our first international? Um, no. No. No, oh, no, Corey, of course, yes. Corey's in Australia. Well, first Canadian, let's put it that way. Our first Canadian, correct. Um, I submit this to the Chester's Mill Gazette classified announcements. And here's his classified ad. Okay, so I'm bored on Monday, so I watched this. First season was pretty silly, but a cute Canadian redhead, dot, dot, dot. This season started better, but last night was absolutely ridiculous, and they almost killed <laughs> Red. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a little emoticon after Canadian redhead. A little, little smiley. smiley yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew R. And then um, our next one is, um, we haven't heard from Corey, but I don't know, Doug, do you want to call the Chester's Mill Cinema to see what's playing this week? Well, he's uh, that's where he's stationed, so we might as well. Yeah, let's do. Thank you for calling Chester's Mill Theatre 3, located on the corner of Julia Street and Fell Avenue. For session times, please press 1. Press session it. times. For the day after tomorrow, please press 1. <laughs> for mm -hmm. Alive, please press 2. For Titanic, please press yeah, 3. Yeah, you have selected Titanic. Due to unforeseen weather conditions, there are no further sessions today. Don't. We apologize for any inconvenience. 
winning that ticket, Rose, was the best thing that ever happened to me. It brought me to you. That guy sounded a little cold at the end there. He did, he did. <laughs> well, that Thank was fantastic. You, I love that. <laughs> did you like how I played along there? Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Alrighty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barb wrote to us. She went to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. I, I'm sorry, Barb. I had to prod you because you hadn't sent anything yet. <laughs> and she so did. I, yeah, she got I us. I tweeted her in all caps. Well, that, and I'm sure that did it. Yeah. Is that what did it? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, she said, hi, Karen and Doug. Hi, Barb. This is hi, Barb, Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist and thankful that my electronics thawed so I could send you this report. Yay. The screen glass almost cracked, and I had to snuggle it close to keep it warm. Oh, good. Speaking of snuggling, how about our lovebirds? Both Barbie and Dr. Science demonstrated remarkable medical skills this week. I may need to change doctors. And how about Julia standing on that leg after the great puncture? The island, I mean, the dome must have miraculous <laughs> curative powers. Another lost reference for the week. Yep. <laughs> Remember her gunshot wound? Let's put our medical editor on that. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. True. Lyle has seen the light, or more specifically, the fire. Guess the dome was punishing him for being a bad boy and killing Crazy Lake Chick. But he's risen from the lake. And more surprising, Big Jim saved him. Big Jim has more personalities than Eve. She mm -hmm. says, that's an old flick, folks. I looked it up. It's all about Eve. It's a Betty Davis flick yeah. from 1950. Come on. Do we not know that flick? I don't think I've ever seen it, but I, at least I no. knew about it. Okay. I did. Uh, she continues. He broke bad by saying he did everything for his family. I'm not buying what he's selling. Hello, Dean Norris. <laughs> Gotta run and buy a new notebook. I dropped mine next to the dome and it was chewed into the new abyss. Hitting my next deadline might be a tight proposition. Thank do, you. Do, do. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, okay. She just threw something into my head. Yes. Um, I hope it didn't Lyle, hurt. Lyle has risen, and Big Jim was his savior. So who is really the savior in this case? Hmm. And, and, and I hadn't thought about this, but uh, he's seen the light, or more specifically, the fire. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's almost a, you know... He was like a he, phoenix. Well, I'm thinking of more of a, a hell vibe here. You know, mm. I don't know. You know, maybe that's they're trying to say something there because we didn't get to see his vision. So maybe that's his. Yeah. You know, I'm. I've been. Uh, you know, uh, I've been to hell and back. Been, there you go, and the zenith too. But anyway. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. All right, <laughs> Justina. Justina has sent in another audio uh, report. Yay. I'm loving having her uh, reports come in here, and here's what yes. she's got. Hi, this is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. Wow, this is a dangerous job. First, I'm getting chased, then there's an earthquake, and I'm buried in rubble, which made it impossible for me to give a report last week. This week, I tried to get an exclusive interview with Lyle Chumley, hmm. but it didn't work out too good. I think his time in the memory vortex tunnel has affected his brain even more. He's just mm. going on and on about walls of fire and waves. I'm not sure what he's talking about. 
I think that he is now the Dome Prophet instead of Pauline, and he might be trying to send us a message. To follow up on a previous report, the Dome is definitely trying to protect itself from being studied. First, it's like shivering cold, like it's scared. Now it's constricting in and on itself, trying to make itself smaller and smaller, almost like it's hiding from something. Or possibly because its power source is so far away, it's getting smaller to try to conserve energy. So is Lyle onto something? The dome is scared, therefore it's shaking and constricting and huddling in on itself and freezing. Is the next phase the dome is going to experience anger? Is all the poking and prodding that they're trying to do in Zenith going to make the dome so angry that it's going to get hot like fire? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I liked the idea that since the egg is now way off in Zenith, that maybe the dome itself doesn't have enough power to sustain itself, mm. to keep the same size, and maybe that's why it's shrinking. Yeah. I thought that's a great uh, a great observation there. Yep. Good theories all, Justina. I agree. And you know what? Nice trying to get an interview from Lyle. Yeah. I agree. It's, yeah. Good luck with that. Good try, but, mm. yeah, he's he's out of it. Maybe you can try again next week when he's a little more coherent. Maybe then give him another, you know, shot of something to bring him back to his senses. Yeah. We'll talk to Rebecca. Oh, there you go. She's the science person. She can find anything. Right. I'm sure she can put together some sort of concoction to wake him up. Right? Because she's I, a doctor she, and a and a scientist. Or, or Sam could do it, too. Who knows? Okay. Maybe. Because he's helping Melanie so much. Not. Hmm. Um, okay. And our next feedback comes from Todd Schwartzberg. And this was on Twitter. And his Twitter handle is at TD Schwartzberg. And he says, I'm glad Lyle's back. Maybe the pathway shifted to the lake both ways now. They can all swim to Zenith. How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> well, I'd be SOL because I can't swim. No. So I can't even go underwater because of an inner ear disorder. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Well, you're stuck under the dome, girly. Yep, that's true. Oh, well. Oh, well, you know, we had some great feedback. And you we can. Did lots. Yes. And please, after each episode, go ahead and send us some stuff. We love talking about what your thoughts are, your theories. Love hearing you, especially. Uh, if you can get your feedback to us by Wednesday at 6 p.m., that is 6 p.m. Eastern, that would be fantastic. The phone number is 304-837-2278. That's 304-837-CARVE. I don't know <laughs> what that... Ignore the E on the end. Yeah, you, you don't have to dial the E. 304-837-CARVE. GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash feedback is the place to enter some text, to upload your own audio file, or you can even use the SpeakPipe widget, and that's what Justina uses, to uh, to send us information. Also, Barb uses the text thing there. We get all sorts of people uh, using that for uh, getting us information. So, GoldenSpiralMedia. Yep. And Corey, Corey uses his own mic and sends up uh, sends an audio file that's, to us. That's so true. We he have... uploaded... Mm -hmm. Yep, all different 
kinds of things. That's... We had them all this week. It's fantastic. We did. Yep. Golden and Spiral Twitter. And Twitter. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash feedback. Now, Twitter. Yes, indeed. You can Twitter uh-huh. us, tweet us at Gazette one Z, two Ts, GSM. Gazette GSM. That's what we... Uh, wait, that's the official Twitter account for the Golden Spiral Media Chester's Mill Gazette podcast. I am at Doug Payton, P-A-Y-T-O-N. She is at Alaveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And another way to get our attention is to use our hashtag, UTD Gazette, one Z, two Ts. Correct. And you can also become a fan, a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. Yep, give us the thumbs up there. That's right. And, and Doug, yes, I just wanted to give you a plug because your Person of Interest podcast is starting very, very soon. Yes, we got the uh, the uh, the podcast is in iTunes right now. It has one episode, which is the San Diego Comic Con Person of Interest panel uh, mm-hmm. and some uh, some interviews there. So that's already ready to go. We're going to be recording our. Uh, our, our first, uh, you know, kind of catch-up episode uh, tomorrow night on uh, September 11th. Oh, that's an odd day to be doing that. Um, and that'll be out sometime after that. And then um, and then you and I are going to be doing, because Daryl is going to be at the lost big uh, 10th anniversary thing in Hawaii with his family. So you and I are actually going to be doing the Person of Interest season premiere. Mm-hmm. So I'm very you, excited about that. If you like us, you're going to love that. Yep, definitely. And you have a Facebook page? We have, yes, interest? we do have a Facebook. I created a page and then they said, nah, don't use pages because Facebook has been, you know, making them almost useless unless you buy ads. So I got a Facebook group. Uh, look for person Facebook of interest. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash person of interest GSM. Very, thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Yep. So yes, that we've got that going. Now you are going to be doing a a uh, a, a Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, correct. And witness uh, prophecies. Has you got anything out? Is that is that available for uh, uh, subscribing in iTunes at this point? Not yet, it because it starts a little later, doesn't it? Well, no, it starts the same week, but we don't have our um, music, like our intro, outro stuff yet. So we can't record. Um, we that will be set up very, very soon. Um, we're hoping to record um, late this week. So as soon as that happens, it'll be up on the Golden Spiral Media page. But we do also have a group page, um, and it is facebook.com forward slash group forward slash witness prophecies. Alrighty, there's that. So once uh, under the dome is done, there's more to come with Karen and I all over the place. Definitely. Okay, we have uh, we still have a couple of episodes left, and the next one is uh, is a big deal here. So let's get ready for the spoilers. If you have tried to avoid spoilers as much as you can, might I suggest this is where you stop? Because right now, here they come. Spoiler! 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 <laughs> Sorry. It's it's not a big rig thing, a monster truck thing. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to apologize because this is from the corrections department. Um, 
I said that Malik was played by Mike Oily, which it is, but I had the actor wrong. And I mean, it's the right name, but I thought he was a different guy, and he's not. Mike Oily plays Malik, and Malik is the guy outside the dome who is talking to the people inside the dome. Ah. Um. So I had him completely wrong. I'm very sorry about that. So. All sorry. right. My bad. We forgive you. Okay. Thank you. Um. He's he's a very cool guy. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that. Um, so he's in the guest cast for next week as well. Um, but next week is called Turn. To everything there is a season. Turn. 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 Shush. That's enough. Sorry. You can't go any further than that. Um, the whole, residents. This whole thing's of the birds. Go ahead. Thank you. But it, thank you. The residents of Chester's Mill find themselves at... Now, people aren't going to get that, Doug, because they're not <laughs> old enough. There's a song called Turn. What is it called? Turn, Turn, Turn. Okay. And it's the birds. Sing B- it. The B-Y-R-D-S. Correct. So just so you know, that's why Doug made that joke and why I laughed at it. Okay. The residents of Chester's Mill find themselves at risk of being crushed to death on Under the Dome Monday, September 15th called turn when a new threat from the dome intensifies the residents of chester's mill find themselves at risk of being crushed to death meanwhile melanie's health continues to deteriorate as the fate of the egg remains unknown on under the dome and it's at 10 p.m eastern 11 p.m central on the cbs television network 9 p.m central 10 to 11 eastern oh sorry (laughs) 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. Okay. You're right, Doug. Sorry about that. I'm just reading what it says here (laughs) on the page, and I'm not really paying much attention. It does say 10 to 11. And then I'm like, what? Okay. Um, My husband is making popcorn, and it's very distracting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm smelling it all through the house. Um, You can leave that in, by the way. And podcast does not have uh, smell-o-vision yet, but we're working on it. No, but I'm I'm explaining why I'm distracted at this point. It's very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> so the recurring cast next week, and it's it's not any surprise at all that it's going to be Sherry Stringfield as Pauline, Grace Victoria Cox as Melanie, and Dwight Yoakam as Lyle Chumley. And our guest cast next week, they're moving things around a little bit. Brett Cullen as Don Barbara, Max Ehrlich as Hunter, Mike Whaley as Malik, and he is again uh, the soldier outside the dome. And in surprise, Yay! next week, John Elvis as Ben. All right. Nice, Ben's right? back. I know. I love Ben. With his inhaler. With his inhaler and skateboard and backpack. Maybe we should have a Ben of the week. <laughs> Accessories, inhaler, skateboard, and backpack. And mad skills. That's right. Um, scissors for cutting hair, definitely not included. <laughs> uh, next week's episode is written by William Kendall and Daniel Truly, and it will be directed by co-executive producer Peter Leto. All righty. Now, Justina had written in another bit of uh, feedback, and I'm putting it here 
because, uh, well, here's why. She says, hi, Doug and Karen. I did not put this in my recording this morning because it's a prediction based on the trailer for next week, and I didn't want to spoil anyone that doesn't watch those. So here we are. The trailer shows Melanie getting sucked down a hole next week. They have already given lots of evidence that Melanie and the egg are linked, so I believe the egg is pulling Melanie back to itself. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Will the egg create another portal to escape for those that are worthy? We'll have to wait and see. Talk to you next yeah. week. Either that or it is removing Melanie and taking her back to the status quo, which is not alive. Which was my other thought. Oh, okay. But, but she, she was there to, for a certain purpose and their purpose And now her fulfilled. purpose is gone. Oh, yeah. okay. At least that was my thought. And then she put in a note for me. Yes. And she says, Karen, I am so excited that you are hosting Sleepy Hollow. I really like investigating in small towns. Do you need any help investigating over there? If you do, let me know. And Justina, my answer is hell yes. Um, we're going to be taking feedback as well. We're not going to be doing a newspaper, but it will be witness prophecies. So if you have any prophecies every week, we would love to have them. So yes, please. Um, I'm sure Jamie will agree with me that we mm-hmm. would love your help over there. They need all the profits they can get. That's right. <laughs> all the profits. And I'm doing that thing like the meme where I'm putting hands <laughs> oh, all the, the profits, profits, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thanks for sticking with us this long and reading this particular issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. We appreciate it. I'm Doug, and I'm ready to vacation at my timeshare located in sunny Chester's Mill. Uh, okay. I- I'm not going to tell you anything about that, Doug. Um, Spoiler <laughs> And I'm Karen saying if Barbie didn't want a sunroof, he shouldn't have turned the ambulance sideways. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.